Today I asked Keith if he wants to fight. <laughs> oh yeah. Are you gonna fight, Beast? I don't even know what I said. I just think I was I was like, Are you getting dressed? And you're like, You wanna fight? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you said you want to fight? And I said, let's fight. And then, yeah, I was like, do you want to fight? And you're like, let's fight with your hair all <laughs> crazy. It's doing a thing. I'm in mermaid hair right now. You got that mermaid hair. You got that. I went to hair. I went to sleep. White with, mermaid hair. With wet hair. And now it's, it's like bleached, completely white. And uh, it's dry as fuck right now. When was the last I, time you moisturized it. or conditioned it? Uh, probably Is conditioner I, really just hair moisturizer? Yes. It's like. Correct. For your skin, but for your hair. Yeah. You like you shampoo mm-hmm. and then you rinse out the shampoo and then you put the conditioner on, you leave the conditioner on mm-hmm. for a while. A few and then minutes. you rinse out the conditioner. And then they also have a next step of conditioner, which mm. is a hair mask. Ooh, more money. So you got the conditioner you can do daily <laughs> and then you got the hair mask that you do like maybe once a week. Mm. It softens softens that bitch. Mm-hmm. And then you also got to use the right shampoo, too, depending on the... I just co-wash. I don't even use shampoo, shampoo. I use, you co-wash? Which is already in itself like a conditioner that you wash with. It's like a, a soapless shampoo? Because this is not my hair color at all. Don't and you got to use like to a purple? Get, oh, I do have purple shampoo Like a purple well. shampoo for the blonde I, yes. to keep the blonde? Yes. To counteract the, the brass, the, the green that would come through? The brassiness. The brassy... Ooh, excuse me. The brassy nass. <laughs> The brassy mass. Welcome to Adventures in Roommating, Roommate oh, Pod. I'm Megan Tonjes. I'm Keith Batista. And this is a podcast where we're a couple of friends. Couple of friends. I got cramps today. I know. That's like the first thing and you pretty much said. Straight up milk, pretty much, which it's all, none of it's helping me right now. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Are we just going to be lazy all day today after this girl? First of all, I'm never lazy. I'm living. So I don't ascribe to your. Just eat Your bananas and watch <laughs> Stranger Things. I, I mean, I only have, I don't think I even have bananas left. I don't want, I mean, you can watch Stranger Things. I'll, I'll be wandering. People I are just, demanding my thoughts. On um, Stranger Things? Mm-hmm. I don't love the show. I'm going to come out and say it. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't think it's a bad show. Yeah. I think season one was good. Yeah. I don't know if it was great. But I think it hit a lot of that nostalgia that everyone is talking about. Yeah. But I don't know if that you. makes it good. I, um, I'm trying to see if I can find the, the tweet, but I, the tweet, 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 but I don't know if I'll find it. I can't it. even remember season two, really. I didn't watch season two. Um, I watched season one and I started fading. I started fading in it mostly because I just, okay, I just can't deal with what's her face crying so much. The mom. Uh, Winona, Winona Ryder? Winona. I, great job. She was great in the first season. Great job. I just personally can't stand it. Oh, fuck. Rudy was in the season two. Okay, I'm starting to remember a little bit. Don't remember it. What's his name? Sean? Sure. Sean something? Doesn't matter. Fro- uh, the Hobbit. Not Frodo. Yeah, the, <laughs> um, Samwise. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I watched the first season, and I think, I, I, don't, I can't find the tweet right now, but... Lon, who I follow, was basically like rewatching the show, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I think I realized that I don't really like this show. Like, it's not, it's not holding me. It's, it doesn't, yes. it's not, it I doesn't agree. get me." But he's like, and we kind of went back and forth, and it was an agreement of like the nostalgia of the show, the look of the show, the aesthetics the of the period. show, the music. The, the, music. the kids. I mean, it all it all fits within this like kind of Goonies, mm-hmm. like like nostalgia like world, sci fi, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, 
I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, Again, it's visually so beautiful. I don't think it's bad. No. I just don't know if it's as good as people rave about it. I think if you took away the aesthetic part of it, which I guess, I mean, you could argue that for anything that you enjoy. Like, well, if you took yeah. the aesthetics out, would it be as good? No, because the aesthetics are a huge part of it. Um, um, and I think it suffers from that sort of mediocre episode, but then like a great yeah. cliffhanger. That yeah. they always end every episode with. Where I mean, it's like, I, well, I fuck, can't, now I gotta keep watching. Yeah, I can't really criticize because I haven't really been watching this season, so it's not like I can be like, oh, I just thought this was so predictable. I just, uh, there was there was a point where I was like, this is, I don't know if it was taking too long to get to something or if it was getting yeah. to things too quick. I don't know what it was, but there was something about it that was just like, uh, I need a, I need a it, mix. It lacked momentum. I need a mix. You know what? I need, I need like, um, like a season three Buffy, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Where it's like you have the bad guy. Well, that's guy, one of the greatest seasons. And we, it is the greatest season. Of all time. It, facts. It, it's like you have a bad guy and you have like this deepening story, but you also have like monster of the week situations. Mm-hmm. You kind of have like this mix of like there's multiple things going on, but mm-hmm. it's like keeping your interest. And I don't, Stranger Things, I'm just like, I don't really give a fuck about 11 year olds. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm. just not. First season, great. And then past that, I'm like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I've heard season three is really good from I'm sure it all is. accounts and that it was an improvement over season two, which is good because, again, I don't even really remember season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have liked, I've only seen the first two episodes of season three, I think, at this point. Yeah. Um, sort of casually watching. Yeah. Because I'm also playing Mario Maker 2 that I bought of <laughs> last week. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, double up situation. Kids yeah. playing his video games and watching it. And just throwing it on in the background, but uh, you can't if you can't interest me outside of my video games. I am while intrigued. I'm I like the whole mom being attracted to like the kid lifeguard. Um, Eleven and the main kid having their thing at the beginning Speaking was interesting. Let's see how old are these people? I'm gonna guess. Um, oh, we're teenagers. Oh, we're teens. We're teenagers. Yeah, we're definitely teens. Maybe early college. I'm gonna say yeah, maybe. I'm gonna say seventeen. I hope that I hope that those are the kids that were yelling at their mom that one time. Remember when we oh, were listening probably. to the fight? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, yeah. there was a huge. You just know, like, okay, as an adult, argument going on between a mother and a daughter. This is the greatest thing that will happen. Well, I mean, it's a it's a frustrating thing because you you understand the feeling of it because you've experienced it. But when you're older and you aren't related to who is fighting, <laughs> like when you hear a teenager and a parent going back and forth, and you can just sit there and appreciate, like. First of all, so glad that's not me right now in, in either mm-hmm. side of that. Mm-hmm. So grateful. And then you also start to see yourself as a teenager through seeing what's happening as an adult. <laughs> yeah. It's like when I listen to teenagers fight with their parents, I'm like, who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you paying rent? Like, what? how dare? But I was totally the teenager that yeah. was, you know, saying shit to my mom, I'm sure, and so sure that I was right. Had no idea. Now as an adult, mm. I'm like, wow. Now that if I had only known what it was like to have to pay rent and and stress, yeah. I wonder. I mean, I don't know if there is a way to. No, this you just have to go through it. To this help. Is, well, I also think it depends on. I mean, look, every family gets into conflict. Um, but I'm also wondering, like, there are people who are, or families, I feel like who <laughs> yell a lot. Mm-hmm. And probably have unhealthy habits, and there are probably more healthy families that know how to deal yeah. with conflict yeah, better. I've met very few healthy families. I feel like yeah, maybe go in and out of healthiness of the toxicity or lack of toxicity. But I would say that 
No family's perfect, and you can't be perfect. But yeah, I don't know if I've ever met you a can family be that's really honed in on the conflict part of things and how to deal with it. I feel like Brene Brown. I'm sure Brene Brown's kids hate her. <laughs> well, she talks about her family a lot. No, they don't. She talks about her family a lot in her books, and yeah, like they seem to be a very um, structured family. They yeah. have like personal time where they all spend time together and like you know no phones no tv no internet you know like i'm just saying as a storyteller from my perspective each other it's her perspective which i am not saying is wrong but i would love i would love to know the other side of that like the kids version of that she's told a really touching story about how her daughter wanted to not swim in this swim competition Mm -hmm. and she was like really down on herself and didn't believe in herself and her mom was like you know you should do it, but if you don't want to, I understand. But, you know, if you don't do it, think about what it's going to be. You know, just kind of like mm-hmm. talking through it. And so the daughter finally got the courage to do it, and she was, like, crying. Mm-hmm. And she jumped in, and she swam. And then, like, halfway through, she looked to her left, and there was, like, nobody. She didn't see anybody. Mm-hmm. And she, I think she thought she was, like, ahead of everybody. Winning. It turned out they had all finished already, <laughs> and she was still in the pool. Welcome to life. And so she got out, and she cried, and it was awful. But... She was glad that she did it and had the support of her parents. I don't know. It was like a really sweet story that kind of illustrated. Yeah. No, it's a sweet story. Touching on fear. But what I'm saying is that I love the idea that there's an alternate story to that that might not line up with it. You know what I've realized lately? I would hate to be the child of like a motivational speaker. Because (laughs) in a sense of like... Mel Robbins? Yeah. I mean, I like listening to Mel Robbins, but I would hate to be... (laughs) They had to be kids of like Mel Robbins or Brene Brown or any of these people because inevitably what happens is you have a childhood story and then your parents copyright that and make a lot of money <laughs> talking about the lesson they learned from your story. Yeah. Or that like Mel Robbins heard a story the other day about like uh, something her daughter or someone said and she was like, and, I, and, I, and I'm stealing it right here. I'm taking it. Like she literally said it. Yeah. And I was like, now imagine that you grow up and your parents are uh, life coaches or public speakers or whatever. And all the best stories that you have for your speeches, because you want to be one too, have already been given by Brene Goddamn Brown. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all very specific, fucking, but yeah. All my lessons. <laughs> These are things I think about. This is how my mind works. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. There's no good or bad to it. It's just life. It's all shades of gray. It's all experiences. So, yeah. Um, I appreciate that. I appreciate that in our, in our stories where we're the heroes, we're the villains in someone else's story. Like, well, that's all, it's all a matter of perspective. It's It's always a matter of perspective. Yeah. I love perspective. Yeah. So, you know, out here, um, I'm fucked up right now because there's some picture on... Okay, sorry. I got a chai tea latte situation happening in my chest. You okay, girl? I'm just I'm I'm holding on. Uh, there's a picture. There's a picture of like someone with their nails up against their lips, and it's like brightly colored. And then if you save it, it changes colors in your fucking camera roll. And then when you post it back, it goes back to the color. Of what it's fucking me up. This is another. What color is the dress? But like by the situation. D- but, but but I swear it's not like I'm looking. I'm not like looking at it and I'm like, oh no, it's like a mauvey, pinky, whatever now, because I'm looking at it differently. I'm looking at both of the photos next to each other, and I'm like, no, I see both the colors. Did you screenshot the the color and upload that? No, like I screenshot it. The, the the picture you saved. I don't know, but technology's got us out here having mood ring fucking photos now, and it's fucking me up. 
Yeah, girl, nothing's going to be real, and we're not going to know what's what, and we're all just going to have to give up technology and go back. Oh, girl, we're not giving up technology, girl. We're, we'll day. be dead before that I happens. I think so. I think it'll be after a massive, massive cleansing. So you might, <laughs> might as well grab on hold, because... It's going to be a Cylon situation. Girl, I... Oh, fuck the Cylons. Remember the Battlestar was like one of the only ships not Actually, networked? I might have been pro-Cylon. I don't even remember how I felt about that show. I might have walked out and been like, yeah, fuck the humans. Well, they, <laughs> they, they played it up in a... Deserved. In a balanced way. Oh, my God. I suppose. Facebook is just really out here, just reminding us of the times that were. Facebook is um, out there, isn't it? Every time I log into Facebook, it's like... Hey, I don't know if you want this like photo of you and someone that you don't speak to from seven years ago, but like here it is. Like we we were thinking about you, we missed you. Hope you're having a great day. Here's trauma. Like what the fuck? Although I just did share a photo with me that I like, which is me and Felzone and John Green on stage at a VidCon in 2012. Um, super cute. I got a hug from John Green. Yeah, I'm actually kind of worried now. That I'm thinking about it, about what Facebook might present <laughs> well, to me. Yeah, you might. <laughs> I think there's got to be some kind of setting that you can be like, please don't show me things from yeah. like from this day. It's got to be a setting, but my shit shows up constantly. I got a picture of Margot. Oh, you must have left for something. Margot's at the back door looking over her shoulder. Yeah. It says, I hope Keith without a crew feels guilty. Oh, damn. <laughs> Jesus. Damn, Christ. girl, really putting the guilt trip on me. <laughs> yeah, girl, welcome. Um, um, speaking of not wanting to see people. Yeah. I have some things to talk about, I guess. Hell yeah. About my life. Catch us uh, up. Probably going to cry. Of course. But I need your support and also to help me explain some things here and there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I do want to preface this with the fact that, you know, I've always approached the podcast as transparently and openly as I could mm-hmm. and talk about things that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of want to continue doing that, mm-hmm. but also understand that there's, I mean, there's always things I've never, like, I don't talk about everything, Yeah. but I think when I'm yeah, going... Yeah, you're not a Megan Tonjes. <laughs> but, you know, when I'm going through something, I do like to share, and the more I share, the more you guys really respond and, yeah. and react in positive ways. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to preface that with, preface this with that, and... You know, I am going to be talking about my ex, um, and your process. I do have, you know, I have a worry that, you know, what did I say earlier? I was like, I, I'm worried that people Don't, are going to think, or maybe using the podcast to like have conversations right. without having conversations. Using a podcast as a way to like get to her or something, you know, get yeah. get to talk to her, um, yeah. which is fair, but it's you know. Again, I've been doing this podcast for six years at this point, and yeah, a long time. Five years, something like that. And I've always been forthcoming and honest and transparent as much as I feel is safe and responsible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't lie. It was so nice. I mean, it was awkward, but when I did the Thanksgiving episode where I talked about all the stuff that had happened, mm-hmm. and then I got to just send that to the person <laughs> it was about and be like. I talked about it. <laughs> Here oh, you go. Yeah. And uh, not that I would, I, I wouldn't do that with people in general, but like there was so much in that that I was like, this explains what I'm trying to say in a better way than I can. Right. So here. Well, that's the thing too, because I also feel like. But also, I was ready for that friendship to end if it needed to end, so it wasn't. Right. You know. But it's also, I think, you know, I'm, I struggle with wanting to 
constantly communicate how I'm feeling Mm -hmm. and talk about things. But I'm also now in a position where, you know, she and I aren't together anymore. Yeah. And it's hard to keep telling an ex how you feel about things today. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, okay. So basically two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. I was not doing well. I've had good weeks and I've had bad weeks for the past several months. And I was on a pretty good trajectory up until basically I went to New York Mm -hmm. a few weeks, several weeks ago. Um, and when I got back, you know, my ex and I were just trying to be friends and chat and, you know, check in on each other once in a while. Like we were still like texting or associating in some way every few days, Yeah, you know, throughout the weeks. But it got to the point where I was just like becoming a person I didn't like being like obsessively checking my phone. There was a switch that happened that I remember very clearly where, yeah. Uh, on Tuesday, you, it was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something. You came in and I asked you what therapy was and you were kind of like, you're emotional and you were like, I just can't let go. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wait. Like, I can't let go. It's just too hard. I can't. And then by Thursday you were like, I think I have to tell her that we shouldn't speak anymore. Like it was a, there's a shift. Yeah. And I agreed. Literally. You're right though. I remember even telling my therapist, I was like, I I can't agree. let her go, and I don't want to let her go. Like, yeah. it was both. And you told me, and I was like, I mean, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it, but I knew, I knew that, like, eventually it was going to have to get to the point, but I couldn't tell you that. You had to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, no. I mean, I knew it was bound to happen. Yeah. And, it, but, you know, a few days later, I was like, I just can't. I came in, and you were like, I'm so just so tired. Do this anymore. I'm tired, yeah. Just tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah. And that's how it happens. It's like you, you get to a point where you're just, like, the, the benefits of holding on to this in the same way are not what they were <laughs> because yeah. now I'm suffering yeah. past the point of like comfortable suffering in it. Um, so yeah, I texted her mm-hmm. and I was like, Hey, like let's meet up and catch up over coffee this weekend. This was two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I can do that. Um, so we set up plans. And so you know, I didn't really tell her why we wanted. To, I wanted to meet up. Mm-hmm. I just kind of left it as, as a catch up. You know. Yeah. And so um, we met up, and it was great. I mean, I, I, I met up at her apartment. We walked to a Starbucks, um, sat down, had a great conversation. It was really good, and I remember feeling like, wow, like I mean, I missed her, obviously, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I missed talking you know how easily we talk yeah you know, that I, connection i miss that yeah yeah because it's a friendship yeah because beyond yeah just you know a, ro- a romantic thing it was when it's a friendship that you've invested my best friend years into and two years and over you, two years you're used to that being the person you go to it's it's hard yeah, yeah. and so <clears throat> at the end of that conversation i was like you know there's one more thing i want to talk about and basically this is me saying that i don't think we should talk for the time being Mm-hmm. You know, let's not text. Let's not, you know, I'm going to ask you to. Unfollow me. Uh, basically, I wanted to have a separation so I can take the time I need to heal. And if ever one day, you know, maybe we can reconnect in a more mm-hmm. friendly capacity. What did I tell you, too? I told you something before you went. I said, I can't, I can't be a good friend. Oh, I said, you can't be a good friend to, your, to, her, to her unless I'm a good friend, good friend to, to myself. Yourself. Right. Which is true. Take that in if you're going through this. If you're sitting there Very and you're true. like, 
I just want us to be friends and I want us to have this connection. The reality is that like if you've just gone through a breakup, it's so unlikely that you're going to be able to emotionally contribute to someone as a friend without there being in the back of your head either an ulterior motive or just like pain or just, like, you know, you're pushing well, it to the side to be a friend. So it's like you can't really be a friend to someone right away when you're still hurting. Well, like the that. thing, though, is like with her, she seems like she doesn't care at all. Like she could be friends with me and still maintain mm-hmm. a friendship with me. And it wasn't affecting her mm-hmm. negatively in the slightest. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, if she could have that capacity, like I can have that capacity. But turns out yeah. I'm wrong. <laughs> Because well, it was also her decision. I also would say, I don't know how much you've talked about this, but I would say that the conditions of what was happening in your relationship, she probably has had a little bit more experience of like compartmentalizing and separating like connections, you know? What do you, what do you mean? Like in the sense of she's able to be friends with people that she is or isn't involved with. Yeah. And for that to transition to whatever it's going to be. Like there's been a little bit more practice over the past few years, I think. Yeah. You know? With her, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, I think I was just trying to mirror yeah. her coolness. You were like, okay, if you can do that, I can do that. Yeah, and so I was like, cool, let's like do it all, slowly get over it, which wasn't the case. <laughs> Your insides are screaming, you can't do that, please yeah. don't just finish Well, this. and I also still had a hope that, you know. It would work out. After some time. Yeah. We could, we connect and, and see what's what you know because mm-hmm. clearly i have some growing to do and i have grown a lot and i've changed a lot even just over the past few months it's scary to let the connection go like when you're if in the back of your mind you're thinking well okay you know they'll go do whatever for like six months or a year and then yeah. maybe because what we had is real so like we'll come back to it it's scary to let that last little string go because yeah Oh, excuse me. Oh, I heard a, it's scary I heard a to let hey, that last is what it asked. Wow. Sorry, girl. Um, because the, the fear of it is that if you let it go, you might not feel the same. And yeah. by the time it comes back around and you've let it go, you can't yeah. necessarily get it back. Sure. That's a fear. Yeah, and it just, again, you know, I still... I'm still... Shook mm-hmm. by it. Yeah. I, again, I didn't see it coming. Girl, I'm telling you, that car accident and the breakup happened like the same fucking week. I do understand what she needs. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that she's doing what she needs to do. But, you know, I've just... <sighs> the way she's gone about it has been so... I mean, just so cold and a bit, you know, very detached, very, like she just doesn't care. And I'm not saying I'm owed anything at all, Um, but it just hurts. It just hurts. It just hurts to be so fucked up. And it feels like someone else is not. Not giving it, you know, just living her life and I get I'm happy I'm happy for her yeah to be doing you're it you're also seeing a snapshot version of what's happening you know right but I mean look I'm not gonna lie like 99% of my friends 
do think the way that this has been done or the things that have happened are a little out of the ordinary, maybe, or mm-hmm. a little um, fucked up, honestly. They just think yeah. that some of the things she's told me or some of the things she's doing, and I understand she's doing what she wants to do and not giving mm-hmm. a shit about anybody else, and I can respect that 100%. But it just hurts me. Yeah. To see someone that I was with for two years. And Move then, on. And then just like, boom, a wall went up and I just can't. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm just cut out, pushed out. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> it's something I just need to accept and yeah, embrace and hopefully, well, eventually move on. You know, through the process, I think that I've said a few different things. And one of the things that... I think I've tried to stay very like detached in a sense because I'm protective of you. So that's it's, why it's I very... said ninety nine percent of no, my friends. I know. You're like oh, yeah, my I'm the one percent one percent friend who like <laughs> hold up. And even she said um, that I think on the but one of the second episode I cried on, she was like Yeah. I was really lucky to have you as a friend. Yeah. Because of all the things that you were saying. Not in her defense, but like as a present as a presentation of her perspective. Yeah, yeah. I think you nailed it, basically. I don't even remember what I said. I, I, I listened to it twice, and I, I should go and yeah. re-remind myself a third time. Yeah, yeah. Take notes. Um, I mean, I think the thing that I've kind of said throughout that I know I've said multiple times because I remember it and I have a shitty memory, is in this situation where there are a few things going on. One, I think that like it's hard, especially with social media. Social media gives you like an insight into things, but ultimately, like it's a there's a little bit of a performance to all of it. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes if it doesn't seem like someone's suffering publicly online, it can be easy for us to think, well, they don't really care. So I don't know that it's that she doesn't care, you know, necessarily. I think she cares, but I think... But it's just a different... She, I mean, it's just... it's just. Again, I feel like... Mm. I thought we were sort of on this... Same page. Journey together. You know, in terms of how we felt towards each other. Yeah, equal. And the fact that she was able to... Seemingly, yeah. Just seemingly, oh, all right, well, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be done and go do my own thing now. Yeah. We could be friends, but we could also not. It's up to you. Yeah. And I'm going to do this, that, and the next thing. And I still have something to get to. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, Um, yeah. And and I think the other thing I said was, um, because you do have other friends, and I respect the perspective, like, I get it, of, like this is fucked up. Like, why, why is this happening in this way? And like, why is this being shown in this way? And, um, the question that I keep, I, I've been asking even myself to like, look at that situation and like reflect on my own situations is imagining what the perfect breakup would have, would have looked like, you know, like, is there a way in which it would have been done? There is no perfect breakup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I know. So for me, it's like, uh, obviously you're suffering and there are certain things that are happening for you in this situation. And I don't necessarily know her situation, but um, it is, it's like one of those things you look back and you're like, it's kind of like a little bit of a science experiment, people figuring out like, how do we stay in each other's lives and how do we not? And what can I show and what can I show? And what can I say and what can I say? And so it's a little bit of like, it's destined to- It's a bit of a dance. Yeah, it's it's destined to kind of be a 
a not great version of something. You know, it's like it's it's like you're baking and there's like a recipe, but no one really knows it. <laughs> and so yeah. everyone's trying to figure out. Like everyone's making their own souffle and it's kind of fucked up. Um, and so, yeah, I think that in the moments where it's been like, like, why is this happening this way or why is this being done? I guess my mind is kind of like I'm trying to imagine the way it could have been done differently and if there still would have been as much suffering or just seems like a, well, a lot to here, balance. I mean, I guess an example would be, Oh, look, I've, and I also, I've also told her, you know, one of the things I found frustrating about her sometimes was that she never really seemed to be a hundred percent forthcoming mm-hmm. with certain information. Mm-hmm. And I think she would hold things, holds it in. Uh, away from me either as a as a way to protect me to make sure mm-hmm. like I'm okay mm-hmm. which I appreciate and understand but also I'm always the one that feels that truth is paramount like I'd rather know the whole truth mm-hmm. than to be told a half truth and then because I'm I don't know I don't know if I'm intuitive or what but like I can tell when something's off mm-hmm. or when something just isn't adding up I don't know if it's whatever it is, but so, you know, if you tell me a half truth and I, I, it doesn't feel like I'm getting it, like it's going to bug the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'd rather just like tell me everything all at once, just so I know mm-hmm. and can be like mentally prepared or like at least mm-hmm. not have to wonder in like a fog. Right. Yeah. So one of the things, you know, that happens before she went to her 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 European trip was you know I don't want to get into the details but some something happened where she just wasn't forthcoming about a certain thing and it just like fucked me up mm-hmm. and so I feel like okay so anyway I don't know where I was going with that well I also think that once it's like when you don't feel a hundred percent like there's trust for on your end. It's, I mean, that seeps into everything. It's very hard to like... Yeah, I guess there was a bit of a not. trust issue I was beginning to develop. I think also, maybe what I was getting at here was that... You're right, she might be... I don't know. I've just always been the one to just always put out how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I learned growing up that, especially as a man, that mm-hmm. I should say how I'm feeling and be 100% honest and transparent about it. Mm-hmm. Like... Even if I've made a decision one way or another. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe she is suffering in some way or, you know, only showing her positive side on the internet or, mm-hmm. you know, through talking to me or she whatever. She just doesn't, may not process it in the way that you process I think that's. I think that's the core of what's happening here is that right, but as similar there, as you are. I feel are, like there's two different ways, right? There's either okay. one way, which is the way it's currently going, which has been what I feel like she's just been very, like, cut off and cold and sort of. Mm-hmm. mechanical about the whole thing that's been happening mm-hmm. or she could Which be also might be part of her how she's how dealing she's dealing with it, with yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely and yeah. i've thought about that and i'm sure that's yeah, yeah what it is but i guess if you were to ask me and maybe this is worse or better i don't know which one's which but the other would be that she shows me how she's feeling mm-hmm. despite still sticking to her decision to end it you mm-hmm. know what i mean like if you are distraught and upset or maybe she's not. But also, if here's the thing was hard with that too. Because it seems like she just doesn't give a fuck. If I'm distraught and I'm upset about about yeah. the breakup, and 
from this is how I would feel. For me, showing that to I have to be careful showing that to someone who also is distraught and upset because of my decision, <laughs> and who still wants to get back together because there is a kind of like. I'm just like imagining like the balance of like. Well, that's why I'm I said to, I think it would yeah, be worse. Yeah, I'm trying to figure my shit out, and I don't want to give, give you too much hope. I don't want to give someone hope by by displaying how broken I am in this situation. Yeah. Um, and also like that feeling of like when you haven't really you're not in control of the emotion yet, and then you're like opening up about it. It's just like it's it's so. No, un- I know. Yeah. I know. I know. But again, from my perspective. Yeah. I was with someone for two years, mm-hmm. madly in love. Yeah. And then just to see them flip a switch. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't a three month or a six month yeah. thing. This was two years, over yeah. two years. Yeah. You know, we shared intimacy. Mm. And so, anyway, again, I'm not owed anything. I don't think she should have done anything differently. Mm. But there's part of me that is just, and I'm, you know, I don't know. It's, um. I still haven't finished my, my, uh, my, my story, but what were you going to say? No, no, you can just finish your story. I want to know what you want to say. I just, um, I think it's one of those things where the reality of it is that and I think you're, you touched on it. It's like you're not owed anything, but like you feel this way. And like I think that's absolutely justified. Mm-hmm. I think that what what's hard about it is that like it's not like you're just... Um, how do I phrase this? It's seeing another person's process and how they're going through it or not going through it and then comparing how you're feeling to it and being like, what the, f- was I in a different situation? Like, was I seeing things differently? Like, why am I reacting? Oh, this I, I have. And so I think that. feel like I. Yeah. Had a, maybe a not accurate idea of what the relationship really was. Fair. And I think that I think that's true for all of us, all of the relationships we've ever been in. It's like when you're in it, you're in it, and when it ends, yeah. it is what it, it, it comes. But again, I, I, but it's the perspective of um, ultimately what it comes down to. And this yeah. isn't this isn't a statement that uh, indicates good or bad or anything. The reality is that regardless of how everything plays out, the only thing that anyone can control is their own healing in themselves. Right. Which is also a hard thing to accept of like, fuck, I'm back in this alone. But we've always, we're always in it alone. So this is a perfect segue back into the conversation I had with her two weeks ago where we got coffee. Okay. So at the end of that conversation, I told her, I need some time away from you so I can heal, mm-hmm. basically. Yes. And so the specifics of this was because Instagram has been both a blessing and, and a curse yeah. <laughs> in you my life. See, you can see when people are looking. You can look at other people's stuff. And it's, so it's hard. I told her, like, let's not text. Yeah. She, and she, thought, she thinks this was a good idea. She was actually said she's proud of me for mm-hmm. coming to this decision. Um, so let's not text. And then when it comes to Instagram, I was like, I'm going to unfollow you. And I'm going to ask that you... You could still follow me if you want, but just don't check my story because mm-hmm. I'm going to see you. You know, she's the most I interact with, so she's always at the top of every fucking, like, mm-hmm. possible thing Instagram shows me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I don't want to block you, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, well, how about this? I'll unfollow you. You unfollow me. And then she said, 
I'll make my profile private. Mm-hmm. And I said, perfect. Because mm-hmm. now I can't even check, even yeah. if I wanted to. Like even because if even if I blocked her, I could still unblock real yeah, quick yeah. just to like pop in and see it. Oh, I've done some unblock blocks before in my life. Yeah, and so, um, I thought that was a great solution. It was her idea. Um, we finished up our conversation. I walked her back to her apartment. Mm-hmm. She actually offered to drive me home. She drove me home. Uh, I hugged her goodbye. I kissed her on a cheek, and I remember saying goodbye for now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was an emotional but empowering. Yeah. You know? You took control of what you yeah. what you needed. It felt, you right. know, the rest of that day I was a mess, <laughs> Yeah, which is okay. And then I think even the next day was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I still wasn't 100%. But I think by the time Monday came around and I got back to work, like, mm-hmm. I had a good week that week. Like, mm-hmm. I was feeling really good. I mean, you even saw, like... Yeah. I was doing pretty good. And then... And then... <laughs> and this is seriously... I, I do feel like I need to kind of stop talking about this. Yeah. And so, I'll, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to do what I want. But I do want to... <sighs> I need to, especially after this next part, I need to, like, stop talking about this and mm-hmm. and really just try to move on even though i think talking about it is probably healthy and good for me yeah you can still talk about it but it's i'm just, torn about it but you know but it's one of those things i think what's going to happen is you're going to find yourself repeating the same mm-hmm. thing over and over and mm-hmm. eventually it'll get to a point where you're tired of hearing yourself say the same thing and it'll resonate in a way that your mind will be like okay we've got the we've got this point down where it's not going anywhere and now we can kind of like dig deeper into this part of it so um a week goes by. I'm feeling pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was Monday. doesn't really matter. Basically, I went on one of my other accounts mm-hmm. that I have on Instagram. And I'm pretty sure I unfollowed her from all of my secondary or my other accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, uh, I don't know how or why. Maybe like I went to go share. Because, you know, when you go to share a post on Instagram, it'll give you like a list of people to share it with. Mm-hmm in addition to, like, share it to your story. And I think she must have been... That's maybe where I saw her. Mm -hmm. And I noticed she had the ring around uh, the story, your your profile icon, which indicates you posted a story. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, but if she's private, why would I... Why would I see this? Why would I even see that she has a story? And so I went to her profile, and I saw that she made her profile public. Yeah. And um, that she was on a tropical vacation mm-hmm. for her birthday with someone else. Mm-hmm. And that is honestly how it happened. It was an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and I stupidly watched her story and I saw a few pictures she posted and uh, it fucked me up. Yeah, I was, on, I was in such a good trajectory. Not a... Basically, uh, just a week goes by from us having this separation, and mm. I'm like right back to day one. Where not day one, but you know, day it three. messed me up. Yeah, and no one told me, which I appreciated. I, yeah. You revealed to me that you saw over the weekend. I, yeah, I'd seen, and I just figured we were still my, friends. So I was like, yeah. oh, even if she, I don't think I, maybe if I knew about the private or whatever, I don't remember, but like. I knew we were still friends. So I was like, okay, I'm still seeing this. But 
in my head, I, and I thought about unfollowing just not because I have any specific issue, but just because I was like, I don't, I don't love the feeling of, I like knowing things, but like, I don't like knowing things when I live with a person that like would be very affected by the thing that I know, because then I feel mm. like I'm in a weird area of like, I don't want to fuck up that they're in a good place, but I also am like, but this is happening. And so there is that part of me that's like, mm-hmm. are you going to be mad at me because I didn't tell you this thing that was going on? Am I making a choice for your mental health that you wouldn't want me to make? But I kind of was just like, you know what, if it comes up, it'll come up. But well, that's the thing too. And I went to like, you know, all my, my work friends and, and my support friends and all that. And mm. they all knew, but were keeping it from me. Yeah. Which I honestly am happy about. Like, mm. I'm glad nobody told me. And I still would rather not have known. Yeah. Um, and I think it just, it's one of those examples of like, I felt really empowered. I felt like we came to really good leveling out. Mm-hmm. She agreed to go private and like not even a week. It was unexpected. Yeah. Goes by and it's like, not only is it... <laughs> It's not just public, public, but, but it's, it's just like, like also all this with new dude. content. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn. Like it feels personal. I don't think it is. No, I don't think it's malicious, but, but after that I was like, hard. I don't know. I just don't, I like, you know, like just a, just a week. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like why? That's what I mean when it feels like she just, um, it's just so, uh, I don't know what the word would be, In- inconsiderate maybe? Not that I'm mm-hmm. owed it. Not that I'm owed it at all. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why even suggest going private? Yeah. <laughs> if only a week later to yeah to go. And again, I came, you know, I don't think. You can't torture yourself about it. I can't it. torture myself about you it. Know? I don't think this was something she, um. This wasn't like intended for me yeah, or anything she was like, in any way. Keith is gonna show up and look at this, and he's gonna be so jealous. I, imagine, I don't think that that's the reaction she I imagine wants. She just assumed, oh, he's he's not looking. He thinks he knows he I'm knows. private, so why would he even check? Yeah. And, and again, I wasn't like I literally went on one of my other accounts, yeah, and just happened to see, um, yeah. So it was a total accident. This is why a block is for the best sometimes. And that's what I did, girl. <laughs> I ended up blocking her. I blocked her from. Yeah. Most of my accounts. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't want it to come to that, but I have to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And even though I could always just quickly go unblock to check. Well, the lesson is in you not going to unblock, right? Right. I'm not going to. And even I talked to my therapist about it this week and she was like, <laughs> she could see, I'm go- she could see, tell I'm I'm going through a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, But she told me, you know, she's like, you keep touching the stove. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I actually did that when I was younger. <laughs> I said that to you at one point. I was like, you keep running, you keep running back into the, <laughs> I keep checking the, the stove to see if it's hot. And Oh, it is. It's been hot. But I, to be fair, this was an accident. Again, I wasn't actively seeking out her out. Yeah. I was so in a good headspace. I'm like, okay, finally, like mm. I've, I've cut her off for now. I could, I could, Focus on myself and just move on. And then, you know... I'm a big fan of exes blocking each other for at least six months. Well, that's the thing. I didn't want it it to come to that. I didn't want it to have to be like... 
that kind of breakup, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't think it is. I think in my mind, like, you know, typically those breakups are, like, violent and aggressive and just like, fuck you, well, fuck you too. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to talk to you ever again. I think like, that's I think to they me, can like, be. where you would block. I think they can be, but I also think that there is another evolved version. This was version. a much better breakup than There's that. another evolved version of that where um, my friend um, Sean, who does a podcast uh, called The Love Drive, talks about how he has, like, a... In general, regardless of how the relationship ends, that there's an agreement of like, you know, if we do break up, when we break up, there needs to be like a six month period where like we just don't see each other's stuff at all. Yeah. And then we can come back and be friends. Yeah. We can reconnect. That's that's what I do want. I still want to take my time. Yeah. And and move move on and and get better to Mm -hmm. the point where, oh, we could maybe It's a different experience too, right? To be on the other side of it. Like when when you break up with someone and you're the one that's like, I've made the decision. This is my mindset. I see where I'm going. It's a whole different game than when you're like, I'm caught off guard. I thought this was going, this is where my life was going. And holy shit. It's just such a different experience in a breakup. Especially in a relationship that I really tried to foster, like being open and communicative mm-hmm. about how you're feeling. And You know, it is what it is. I can't go back and change anything, and I did can, my best. There's nothing that you are going to go... I mean, you can't go back and you know, do I keep, anything. I do keep... I think you're beating yourself up because you feel beating myself like up even though... It was me. Right, I was and the I reason. know it's not the fact. I know literally... But I don't think you know it yet. You want to know it, but I don't think that you really, like, I mean, I believe still, it yet. I, I still, yeah, review events in my head and be like, oh, yeah. I should have done that, or... Yeah, I wish yeah. I didn't do that or something like that. Yeah. But again, I, I know that when I do catch myself in those thoughts, I, I, I do bring myself back and be like, no, no, no. Yeah. That wasn't the problem. Yeah, yeah. The problem was... It's not about you. Her. Well, not that the problem was her, but you know? she had, you know, she couldn't... It's her journey. Yeah, she's got quite a journey to go to, I think. You know, um, and it's hard when you when you have to go do something and, you know, you can't take someone with you because you have to do your own thing but you still don't want to lose that connection. I mean, that's why, you know, there is no perfect way to do it. No, I know. I know. Yeah. But again, I, I just, you know, even my sister was like, mm. she's like, damn, like that's, that's a lot, Keith, mm-hmm. from what happened this yeah. past week. She's like, that's a lot. Yeah. Which makes me feel good. Cause there's a part of me that thinks like, oh, I should just, I should be fine. I'm like, she's doing what she wants and I should be mm-hmm. fine. Like, don't let it affect you, but it mm-hmm. really is. Mm-hmm. And it's because it is a lot. You know, I don't want to, again, I don't feel like I'm owed anything, but it, there there just seems to be a certain. You just <sighs> wish there was more consideration for yeah, like, just, a, just, a, for like, just wait a few months before you're like on a, uh, if you're sharing, Share photos, but, like, when you're tagging someone in it and it's, like, letting it, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I get the feeling. You know, like, I, she showed, it seems like she was a little bit more caring or kind or compassionate or considerate mm-hmm. when, you know, with her previous mm-hmm. and their separation and with, and again, I'm not trying to compare. It's not a competition, but it just feels like... Yeah. I mean, who knows what people do, what they do, girl. She might have done it in one way the last time, and that didn't work out so well for her, and she's triggered by whatever, and so I'm going to do the opposite. I know. I think that, like... (sighs) It just is a lot for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's... 
obviously she's doing whatever she wants to do mm-hmm. for herself and whatever she thinks is probably best. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like I just just makes me feel insignificant. Yeah, makes you feel small and left out. Just to you know, again, we weren't just a few months or even six months. This was two years of our lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just hurts. Yeah. So. I think it's you know, it's gonna hurt. But look, it's gonna be waves. I know I'm gonna get through this. Yeah. I've been through this before. Maybe not so intensely because, again, this was... It hurts differently as you get older. This was special to me. Yeah. To me, at least. Um, uh, So, yeah, you know, taking it day by day. Yeah. I'm doing okay. I'm just glad I'm in therapy. I'm glad I have my friends. Yeah. Even if sometimes I feel like their advice is a little... I don't know what the word would be. Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm just like, what advice? <laughs> no, you you give really good advice, but oh, you know, thank I, you. I, I come to realize that nobody really knew her. Yeah. And True. so I think a lot of people assume certain things about her or us that really aren't accurate, but I think are stereotypically accurate, if that makes sense. It's, uh, it's hard to... Um, Sometimes when you just want to talk about what's going on and how you feel and like your, your the situation you're in, friends get very protective, right? Yeah, and that's so what like it is. they're getting really. Protective. I, so I think they're. I think everyone's very protective, and so like you know, it, it's easy to jump to that. Like, well, fuck this bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like she was never good enough for you, and and I think that it's um, not even that, but I think you know, just the way again, the way, just the way certain things she's has done over the past yeah. few months. They they talk to me like Keith. That's like, it means this, or they they tell me yeah, like the it, mood, it it means this. Like just let her go, or you know, yeah. like she doesn't care. Obviously, like why are you so upset? Like I don't, you know, and this is the most that I can say when I look at the situation. I I can't make a determination of if someone cares or not, but what I can say is that it's pretty clear to me, messaging wise, that I think the actions aren't necessarily matching up with the words. Well, I think it's more of like trying to keep a connection and 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 not hurt someone, but want to do things that are just inherently going to be hurtful to this person, yeah. and going in a direction. And I think I don't think that there's anything, there's no good or right or bad or whatever to that. I just think that, yeah, breakups are messy, man. Yeah. Even when you try it, you don't want them to be messy. Even when it's like the most mature conversation ever, it's when there's feelings involved and yeah. and the insecurities it can bring up in you and then like how it makes you reflect and look back at certain situations. This is what I do now. I know that the journey that you're on now and the healing that you're going to do and the things that you're learning about yourself and the things that you're learning that you want mm-hmm. is... Um, uh, like a pressure cooker course in what you need to go through to become whoever it is that you're going to become. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of times the biggest growth in us and the, the, where we find our strength is when we lose the thing that we want. Yeah. And you learn a lot of lessons in that. You learn 
how you can control and can't control certain things. You are reminded that I'm always with myself. Like I have to stay with myself. Like this is, this is where I have to be happy first before, you know, there's a, there is that saying of like, you have to love yourself before anyone can love you or before you can love anyone else. And I think that like, I think that you can love and be loved regardless of anything. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that getting the kind of love that you require and that you want comes with the personal growth of being a person that yeah. can I'm excited to grow. I'm actually looking forward to growing and and growing is painful. Growing into is, a person that I want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone. I keep seeing everyone say like, you know, you just have to be who you are. Mm-hmm. Just be who you are and be comfortable with who you are. Mm. Well, it's not about going up. It's about going in. Everyone wants to add all these things. But my things. point is that I don't know if I know who I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm conflicted on like everything. Yeah. Well, who you are is always changing. So maybe that's ways. who I am. <laughs> yeah. Maybe conflicted. who I am is <laughs> someone Cap- who doesn't know who they are. Well, you it's know? Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but I, even with my therapist, I'm like, I'm always seeing both sides or more than one side to any Mm -hmm. sort of decision where Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I'm upset. She broke up with me. I wish she would have talked to me. I wish I could have done more to like save the relationship, Mm -hmm. all this stuff that I'm like, but you know, I understand that she went through a lot with her ex. Um, she felt this pressure of like settling down so quickly after getting out of what she was in. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, yeah. She's feeling this way. Of course she can't get back into something as serious as I was ready for. Yeah. And I understand and I respect it. And I'm happy that she's doing what she wants to do. Again, the way she went about certain things or the way she's going about certain things, I think. Not a fan. Not a fan. Um, but again, like... Humans doing human shit. I'm, I am aware and mature and, and emotionally cognizant of the fact that I understand that I'm suffering and I'm sort of the collateral damage in in this whole separation. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I'm happy that she's doing what she -hmm. needs to do for herself. Yeah. Um, That's hard, man. That's the ultimate test of love, right? It's like, I love you enough to not, I love you enough. I love you enough to let you go, to let you go. (laughs) And I love you enough to want your happiness, even if your happiness doesn't include me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, for a while, you know, I couldn't let go. Mm. And, and I finally feel like I let go. I, the most I've ever let go that day. Like we we, finger, we decided not off. to talk. Yeah. <laughs> but then just that stupid accident, that stupid fucking accident of yeah. seeing her profile public again just. Yeah. <sighs> just put me into a hole, you know, like. It's like another car accident. You know, we girl. always talked about traveling and I think. Seeing her travel with someone else. Seeing her else, travel with someone else. Post just photos like, where she's so happy. Yeah, and like she never... Uh, again, I got it. I'm, I'm, I'm comparing a little too much. Yeah. But I get it. You're sitting there, you you're, like, you're like, why not with me? Yeah. And that's a, hard, that's a hard thought to have and then not immediately go into like, well, how am I not... How can I... You're immediately comparing yourself to... No, I know. And yeah. that's what I really need to work on is... That's where the work is. Eliminating that that comparison thing. Yeah. I need to work on just loving myself. Yes. Um, just being... 
I don't know. There's, again, I'm conflicted. It's like there's a part of me that just wants to like work, work, work and like edit pictures and like do something. Mm-hmm. But then there's also part of me that just kind of wants to chill and play video games. And like, so I'm always, and my therapist says, I think black and white, right? It's always like either or. Instead yeah. of like, why not both? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, why oh, not? I could do some Bitch, work. I told you, 2019. And then why do not some both? Video games. Yeah, I know, I know. And that's like, do one thing you need to do, one thing you want to do. It's something I'm working on, and it's no, I get it. Something I just need to be, you know, because I can be very. As time goes on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat it for sure. But it's just, yeah, it's the the beginning, right the beginning stages of figuring out how it works, and and yeah, and also I think the understanding that like what works for you, you're. You can listen to all of the motivational speakers and you can read all of the books and you can get all of the tips. But ultimately, yeah. at the end of the day, you're going to have to take bits and pieces and then craft it around what works for you. Yeah. You know, not all those people that worked for them. Cool. But your your specific journey is in its own little, you know, direction. Yeah. And so I think you're doing what you can do. But I think that. I think that the work that... I should also, real quickly, before I forget, say that I'm actually not so upset that she, you know, she went somewhere with somebody else. Because yeah. we were in an open relationship. Yes. So I just want to remind people that we were in an open relationship. Yeah. We saw other people, she more than I, but still, yeah. like, but there's a security, the option was there. There's a security in when you're in something, and then you, are, you know everything that's happening within it. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're outside of it, and all of a sudden it, it makes all the things that might have been happening while you were in it, yeah. it seems so much bigger and so much more daunting and so much scarier. Because you're like, well, what does this mean? I don't even have an insight into what, what, what is she feeling? What is this? Right, and I can't even think about it. Like, it's yeah. not even, my, honestly, it's none of my business. Um, it's, you're going to torture yourself doing it. Uh, so, yeah, again, it's not so much that she's with someone else because that, like, mm-hmm. wasn't abnormal in our relationship. Yeah. Um, it's just that it seems so public right after. Sure. What's going on? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and also... I don't know. I think, again, something that isn't adding up, right, is like, and this is generally speaking, like not even with her, but like when you break up with someone because you need space or you need your your time or that you're Mm -hmm. not ready to commit Mm -hmm. um, seriously in any way. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, she literally said, I don't know what it means to be alone. Mm -hmm. She said, you know, I don't want to be responsible for someone else's happiness. Yeah. But then to see you not alone. Well, this is also, this might be a moment also where there's black and white thinking happening too. A li- right. A little and bit. I, wait, let me, before you even get there. And yeah, I yeah. realize that that is my negative brain talking to me. You're like, she fucking lied to me. And that's why I, I even wanted to preface this with the fact that I don't, I don't know. And I don't, again, it's none of my business per se, but what I do keep telling myself is that mm. what she has with anybody else is probably not going to be what she had with me. It's going to be more casual, more surface level. Because mm-hmm. um, she even said, you know, if at any point I wanted to close the relationship and, like, become exclusive, mm-hmm. that would have been the moment she probably would have ended the relationship. With you two? With me, yeah. This is something she told me, oh, actually. Oh, yeah, she uh, wasn't ready to, right. to be so, just with... Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. Like I a hundred, I mean, I was there, I even told her, I was like, I was there back in like early college where I was like, I was on like my third, like serious girlfriend. And I was like, I just, Mm. there's nothing really wrong with her. I just need to be on my own and Mm. I need to go out and experience what I need to experience. And that was that. Granted, that was at 19. Yeah. 
But um, I mean, you know, when you go through a serious enough relationship for a yeah. long time, aren't you kind of in stasis? No, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, I understand it all. I'm just saying how I feel. Yeah. But I, I want people to know that I, I don't yeah. harbor any ill will. And, you know, I'm happy she seems to be happy. Yeah. I think that, yeah, all you can do is put all all the, the energy that's going into, and this is to myself, too, because I need to be more like this, take all the energy that you're using to be, like, this private investigator <laughs> of, like, well, that's you why know, I like, like yeah. internally. That's of why like, I have to cut her off. Yeah, what, what is happening and who is this and what does this mean and what does this reflect back on whatever? And I think all of that needs to go back into really, like, reconnecting with yourself and loving yourself and, like, feeling what it feels like to love yourself. Yeah. You know? Not just on a... Well, yeah, this is where, I mean, I'm with myself and I'm okay, but like a gen, like a general, like a waking up and like excited to be with yourself. And then whoever comes along regardless is an addition to that. Yeah. I can't wait for that day. It takes work. It takes a long time. You know? Would you say you wake up happy with yourself? I would say I wake up thinking I'm pretty, pretty great. Do you, do you never have, um, look, I mean, nobody's perfect and no one's always going to be a hundred percent happy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Would you say you're generally happy? Oh, I wouldn't say that I'm happy. No. <laughs> I would say that I would say that I'm more content than not. And, and, and that I, I get really excited when I see myself finding joy in small things. Like that's when I feel the most like you're doing it right. Yeah. It also reminds me of my grandma. Cause she was very much like that. Bitch, you found a sale. Like you found, you know, like, like, ooh, we got a coupon. We're going to Olive Garden. Like we're excited about food. Like whatever it was, it was just like, yeah. Those are moments where I'm like, okay, like I can still connect to joy. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't think. I think that there's also not a part of me that's like I need to wake up every day and be like so fucking excited. But but I but I generally am like the idea of being on my own doing something. I'm like. I'm into it. I've also traveled a lot by myself. Yeah. I've like had to be with myself, talk myself through a lot of things. And I've gone through things that I didn't have friends that had been going through it. And so it's a lot of like outward self-soothing, self-talk, surrounding myself with things that bring me joy, trying yeah. not to be too hard on myself. I mean, unlearning some of this stuff. I mean, literally yesterday I had a fucking revelation about my childhood. And I was like, holy shit. Fuck, is this why I am the way that I am? And it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, but you got to dive into the work. Yeah. And I'm always learning new things about myself. I can't, you know, I'm not sitting here being like, this is the trick. And then you just wake up just fucking obsessed with yourself. But there is an element of like, I am, I am my favorite person to be around. I'm definitely top three. I just you know? think I need to, I mean, I, and I've, I've been meditating. I hit my... <laughs> 30-day goal. Yeah. I'm now moving on to my, what is it, 90-day goal is the next one? Hell yeah. Um, but, you know, something I'm learning not just through th- meditation but also through therapy is just being present. I think that's a lot, has a lot to do with Yeah, you're thinking too much about what was well-being. and what will be. Right, yeah. I'm always either worried about, yeah, about the future or, mm-hmm. like, you know, dredging up the past. Yeah, which means you can't be president when you're, well, you can't right. be, you can't be, well, you can't be president, but you can't be president. <laughs> When you're um, doing that. And so, yeah, I'm trying to just be present and... Yeah. 
start there at least. This is also like, I, I think that there are moments where I'm like, maybe I'm weird. You know, like there are things that I think about that I'm like, well, maybe it's just my triple water ass that loves crying or something. I don't know. But I do find myself like in some of the most painful moments, even when I'm like suffering through them and I'm really feeling them and I'm like, God damn, like, can I just stop crying? It's <laughs> like yeah. fucking hell. Yeah. There is a part of me that's always in my head saying, God damn, you're so fucking lucky to be here. Like you're so, not even like a life is so wonderful, but like in the sense of like how many people just, we just saw the, the, the kid died at 20 the other day. Yeah. How lucky I am to be 33 years old yeah. and to even have made it this far and be feeling the things that I'm feeling because like, yeah. regardless of what you grateful. think, you're grateful. Yeah. Whatever you think the point of life is, if you think there's a connection, if you think it's all random happenstance, whatever, yeah. the reality is that like, no one gets to feel things the way that you feel them about the things that you feel them. Mm-hmm. And like, though, these are all the things that we get to like, as we get older, look back at and continue learning lessons from. And they're like, they're little pockets of time. Yeah. And so I think, I just think it's like, it's really beautiful that we, and don't you fucking run with this and use this as like, well, yeah, people should suffer them because it's so, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> what I'm saying is that if you, if there's any part that can find some beauty in some of the suffering that you're going through, let it be in the fact that like not every organism on this planet gets to feel these things and just sit in the emotion of it. And as terrifying as that can be, it's also really, a really beautiful thing. I think I have Um, a really good quote actually that I've been seeing pop up more than once. Yeah. Um, also, we're artists. Like, when you're an artist, it's like to go through things, there's always a part of me that's like, oh, what kind of, what's this going to turn into? I think you'll like this quote. Uh, okay. Life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. Mm. It's about learning how to dance in the rain. Yeah, bitch, life is the storm. Yeah. Which I think is a beautiful quote by Vivian Green. Yeah. There's no, there's the moments where you're like, ah, oh, I'm at my happiest and my most content it can't last forever. So it's like those little pockets you have to hold on to and then use those to really comfort yourself in the midst of like dealing with the worst of it. And, and also like, I think an acceptance, which is really scary for people that things have to change. Things are going to change. Even when you're in some, there are moments I'm literally in things like there are moments of even us living together that I've been like, enjoy this. Yeah. Like you're not going to have a pocket of time like this again in the same way. Like, you know, um, I look back at past situations that I've been in and I'm like, fuck, I didn't even, it was so crazy to look back and be like, you didn't even know that this was going to end in a year or whatever it was. And you were just living your life. And, but I think that that's so beautiful. It's like, I want, I, uh, I want to be that I want to listen. I would love to know everything and be able to move and whatever, but I just want to know that I'm, I'm good within myself to the point that I trust myself enough to know that whatever happens, I'm going to react to it in the way that I need to react to it. And I'm strong enough to get through it. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be easier necessarily, but it's like, I trust myself so I can forgive myself in times when I think like, Oh, maybe I did the wrong thing or I didn't do it right enough or I didn't. It's, it's a constantly, you're like, um, that's why it's like, you have to be your own best friend and you, and you, and, and like yourself and, and be able to forgive yourself because when you can do those things for yourself and you feel that way about yourself, that changes the level of people that you attract, that come into your life, that stay in your life. And so here's the reality. If you don't like yourself or 
in any way. And you're masking with all these other things. But like inherently, there's just a part of you that's like, I don't know that I really know myself. Or I don't really know that I like myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going through. The reality is that you can't convince another person to like you more than you like you. And yeah. if you're struggling to be with yourself, and this sounds bad when you say it out loud, it's like, well, of course, anyone else will struggle to be with you. But it's not even like that level. It's just that all the energy that's going, that's fighting into holding on to something is because you're scared to be with yourself. You know, I do that. I feel that there's a part of it and not to discount the things that are fucked up about it or that there's love and there's pain and there's all these things. But if someone is telling you, I don't, I need to be on my own and you're fighting that yeah. out of love, right? Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. you're like, I, but I still want to be with you so badly. Right. There's an L there's some part of that that is running. Like, please don't leave me alone with myself. Please don't leave mm. me here. Yeah. And so there's a fear there. Yeah. And, and someone can feel that whether she is her or whoever it's you're, you're running, you're running from something. Yeah. That's why, yeah, I want to. And you know that. Yeah, I do know that. And, and, and it's not bad. That's why I'm in therapy. You're doing all the things you need to do. This is, this is also isn't like a, you're alone in a sea of people that aren't like this. This is like yeah. everyone is dealing with this. This is why all of us focus on things that really don't fucking matter. This is why we get looped up into things and we stay in things for too long because somewhere there becomes like a codependence. There becomes like a, oh, I love, I love who I am so much more with you. And that's beautiful, but it can't last all of the time. Yeah. So if, you, if you're like, yes, this is fucking good, the two of us together, put it in, put it in, put it in, and you're still not putting some into your own little account, yeah. what happens is if it ends or it shifts or it changes or whatever, you know, you part in some kind of way, you've given some of the best stuff to a relationship and you haven't kept some for yourself. And so it's like relearning how to walk, Yeah, you know? You're relearning how to walk yeah, right I'm now. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out just my whole life. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and also not to discount the fact that, like, you had a huge car accident. You know, you there's trauma from that. This happened, like, around the same amount of time. I'm also... You're also at a point in your life... Reevaluating my career. Yeah, you're reevaluating what you want to do with your life, what makes you feel good, where you want to live. Everything is up. All the plates yeah, are spinning. which is... It's nice to be liberated in that way where it's yeah. like the world's my oyster right now. Like, I could literally do whatever I want. Yeah. But it's scary if there's a part of you that feels but like there's a right afraid. decision and a wrong decision. I am yeah. afraid to move on certain things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I blame my parents. <laughs> That's why you're therapy. <laughs> I love my parents. I love my parents, but yeah. they um, put the fear of God in me in terms of taking risks. Yeah. Don't make a wrong choice. So don't make any choice. Right. Right. I'm so afraid to make the wrong choice, mm -hmm. to not get the hundred on the test, to mm -hmm. not, to just actually be okay with struggling a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, it I feel like I is. have to prove myself in a weird way where it's like, well, I've achieved what I've achieved so far mm -hmm. and I can't give what I'm doing up. Yeah. Uh, Cause I have to keep going upward. Yeah. Yeah. It has to, you know? I have to, it, the, I have the to risk keep I adding. took 
has to pay off. Withdrawing from college and moving mm -hmm. out of New York has to be worth it or else I'm a failure. Yeah. That's where the work is right there. Because I think that, and I think that that's kind of the root of the black and white thinking, right? Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, I either am a success or I have fucked up and I am a failure. Right, right. And the reality, and again, this is why I'm always like, read memoirs, is people have a dozen different lives within their life. Yeah. I don't know anyone that is just like, okay, I got out of college and I did this thing and I took this risk. Now I have the dream. Keep adding on, keep adding on, keep getting better, keep getting paid more. Relationship keeps getting better. And there's no, like, there's always a moment, a humbling moment where things just crash. Yeah. And then people... <laughs> That's what I'm going through and then right people, now. <laughs> and then people have to rebuild. And yeah. I shared... Oh, fuck. I don't even know if I have my phone. I do my phone. Look, I have no doubt I'm going to come out of this... A oh, changed. There's, there's no doubt. You're not you're person. not going to be the person that you were. Okay, so here 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 are some of my Instagram goodies today, ready? <laughs> here I do. One goodies. of them. For most, healing involves acknowledging and grieving the childhood you lost or never had. There you go. Mm. I'm allowed to be high maintenance cuz I'm the one maintaining it. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. And then um, it's funny how we outgrow what we once thought we couldn't live without. And then we fall in love with what we didn't even know we wanted. Life keeps leading us on journeys we would never go on if it were up to us. Don't be afraid. Have faith. Find the lessons. Well, yeah. Honestly, I never thought I would... I never thought I was going to live in Los Angeles. Well, I was going to say, I never thought I'd fall in love with yeah. someone as much as I did. Yeah. And I think that... You know? There's, again... There's all the pain in that. And I didn't all, know it was going to be... There's all the lessons. Like that. But you doing that shows you something about yourself, that you're able to connect with someone in that way, that you're able to... That you, as independent as you may be, there is a part of you that, like, wants to have a partner. And, oh, and, and, and thrives in certain situations. And I so, mean, like... For most of my 20s, I was like, I don't need a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm focused on. I don't even mm -hmm. know if I get, need to get married. I don't even know if I need to have kids and a family. Mm -hmm. All I know is that I'm going to focus on me. Yes. And that's what I did. Yeah. I focused on me in my 20s. I ended multiple relationships because I'd rather focus on my work mm -hmm. than have to balance the my balance. work with yes. a relationship. And so I finally got to a point where I was like, all right, I have a I have a stable job. All those girls are talking shit about you on podcasts right now. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm kidding. Like, I'm just like oh, generally oh, oh, like, oh. oh, you got scared. All those girls have their own podcast. They're talking shit about. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, yeah, I just I felt like I was at a point in my life. Where I was like, all right, I think I'm ready to, like, get back into dating and like yeah, settling down with with someone. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I found her and, and it was. Honestly, it was what I was looking for. Like, yeah, had no real. It showed up. I mean, obviously, it wasn't a hundred percent because we couldn't take it to that next level. But um, I, th I, th I just thought we were headed in that direction. Yeah, I think the disappointment of that is very real, and I think that I almost think. I mean, I maybe this isn't true, but I also wonder if I was like, in retrospect, t too vulnerable. Mm. too open. But I think that like, regardless of how open or vulnerable you are, the idea of being too something is only in comparison to what another person can handle or what another person, like what stage they're at. Yeah. You being open and the, th the things that you 
that this is the lesson. This is part of the lesson. The things that you realize in that relationship, maybe you weren't getting or you were giving more of. Mm. The next thing that you end up in, you're going to find, well, not maybe the next thing because we all have to, we got to, we got to fuck a few frogs I before we a, find a prince. I you know what I'm saying? Rebound, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> so can't, can't promise that. But what I'm saying is that like, when you get to that next relationship, that's going to be the one that takes you from where you are now and then bumps you up again. Yeah. There are going to be things that you need, that you know you need, and that you wouldn't have known that you needed if you hadn't had this relationship. No, you're so right. So the yeah. idea, I think that like, and this is very easy in our world where people, it, they make, it makes it seem like it's just this upward trajectory of like where things go and like, okay, check off the box. We dated for six years and check off the box. We got married. Check off the box. We got a house. You know, like these like levels you have to get to. And then people, when it doesn't get to that point, we're like, well, fuck, I guess this wasn't the relationship and this isn't the one. And like, this is okay. I fuck with it's a, we fucked up in some kind of way. There's no time lost in a relationship. No, I don't regret you it. You know, but I, but I, and I know that, but I, I, but I think that, and I think people need to hear that too, is that like, sometimes we think like we broke up after two years. And so it was like time wasted, time lost. No, no, no. It was, um, we did, we weren't, we weren't right for each other. The reality is that like, Whatever you learned in that relationship, that was what you needed to learn. Whatever you felt, that's what you needed to feel. And so even if it's a two-year relationship, it can be as important to you as a 16-year relationship. It's just that the trick of life is realizing, and we never realize, we rarely realize while we're in it, to transition out of it as gracefully as we want. Yeah. But... To always, and maybe that's why I feel grateful about things, is like even in the, the, the heart of everything that's happening, there's always a part of me that's like as I'm walking away from a situation and I'm heartbroken and I'm upset and I'm like, fuck, what did I do? Why couldn't I fix this? Like, why wasn't I enough? Why didn't they want me? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they show mm-hmm. up? There's a part of me that's like, thank you. <laughs> like, like all of you this, learned. even I'm learning and there's so much in here that I don't even yeah. know yet that I have to process. There are things in this relationship, Biebs, that you're not, you're going to be like 60 years old and you're going to think back and be like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. You're going to make a connection to something that you need to make a connection to and you're going to see yourself in it. They're all, it's all a mirror to reflect back who you yeah. were and there's only, you know. Well, it might not too. feel like an upward progression, but there's always a forward progression. I also think, like, when I especially got into it at the beginning, like, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to marry her, you know, like, after no, the no, first no, date no. or anything. No. You know, I was open to the possibility of meeting someone mm-hmm. in which I would end up with. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you did. It was just less And I've dated less than a lot thought. of people, and I've never quite felt that like i was like oh they're cool mm-hmm. and i'm gonna stay with them but i don't know if this is like yeah someone i will be with for mm-hmm. the rest of my life and i've never felt that until her i think the important thing like i was almost shocked by it yeah you know what I, mean? I was like wow like she's Ooh, this is what this feels like like again i keep going to the back <laughs> i keep going back to the fact that she's so smart so mm-hmm. heady Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, these are silly examples, but like, you know, she knows her cardinal directions. <laughs> She's you know what I mean? a Capricorn like, to like to have lists. When we would plan trips, she would <laughs> the make bitch a, knows where North is. <laughs> I mean, again, it's a small thing, but it's like, 
uh, when we'd go on trips, she would make um, you know a spreadsheet of the trip, yeah. like Ooh, an itinerary. Loves a you know, like God I, bless. like okay. I not only love that about her, but it's like organization. I, I I admired her, you know, like yeah, I. I, maybe I don't know if I looked up to her in, in that sense, but like I was just like, wow, she's, and then she knows she's great. Yeah. <laughs> There's a mentorship aspect to it a little bit, but you know, it was nice being with someone who was so independent mm-hmm. and self-sufficient. He wanted. She inspired me. She was inspiring. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, like, again, I keep going back to that stupid spreadsheet thing, but, like, I love that. Like, I love that she would make a spreadsheet. Well, my favorite moment ever was you two were going back well, and yeah, forth. Yeah, we could have, yeah, but you getting into it, like, those you, conversations. You two were going back and forth. It's such great conversations. And, and doing your little, you know, your, well, I don't, I don't know if I agree with this, and I need to see the documentation behind them, fucking nerds. And, uh, <laughs> and I just remember you being like, no, I don't think that... I don't think that I you're, like, I don't think, I don't you're, think you're, I don't think you're, you're getting what I'm saying. Yeah. And she was like, oh no, I get what you're saying. I just disagree. <laughs> and I was like, I like her. And that's exactly right. Like, I'm like, holy shit. She's, yeah. she's, she was just, uh, I thought of her as special. Yeah. And I think she is. She was she and is, she is. Absolutely. I mean. She was and she is. You know, none of that's lost necessarily For, but right yeah. now, you know, look, the reality is that, like, if it had been six months or a year and all of a sudden you had gone back and see those photos and lined up the timelines and been like, oh, you, you probably would still have been a party that was like, oh, that's not, I'm, gra- I'm, I'm glad I was maybe. <laughs> like I feel like I was... Maybe. Me- You're in a, in a weird way, I, was feel, I feel like before her, I was m- more mentally strong. <laughs> like, I feel like I could, I could have handled this whole thing that I'm going through much mm-hmm. better. Than I thought I would. Yeah. Than I am. Like, I'm. I'm surprised by how. Yeah. Messed up I've been he, over this. Keith Batista giving advice in the podcast about there's not just one person for everyone. Fucking move on. I know, <laughs> right? Fish in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> and you're right. There is more than one person, and I'm sure I'm gonna find someone. There and is. You're right. I did learn a lot from this relationship, and I think I've learned. And how more you feel... about what I'm looking for exactly, and that I can better communicate that. Earlier, yeah, and your and your your journey really is going to be. I mean, again, I was under the impression she wanted a family and and, yeah, yeah. and eventually to get back to that, and so that's yeah. like you know where I was. It's letting go of heading. the timeline that you thought you had with someone and going on your own timeline. And the reality is that you never know how things intersect. You can never say never, in the words of Jay Beebs, "Never say never." <laughs> but my favorite prophet, and um, but it's. The, the lesson is in learning that there is no control that you have when it comes to yeah. other people. All you can do is be with yourself and experience it. Be the best version of yourself. Give. Yeah. Don't give anything that you can't live without. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like always be checking in on, on you on and be fully sufficient in you so that you can give the best. You got, I got to fill my own person. cup up. You got to fill your I own gotta cup up. I got to fill up my own cup. You're going in a good direction. You're doing what you need to do. You're talking about it. There's ups, there's downs. There's ups, there's downs. And again, I know I'm going to be okay. I know eventually I'll get to where I need to go. I just... It's when you're in it. It's hard. I'm trying to, yeah, focus on myself. I have decisions I need to make, and I'm too afraid to make them right now. Yeah. But I know through therapy and through focusing on myself that I eventually will be able to make those decisions and, and... 
find myself in a place in which I'm taking care of myself. And you're going to make smaller decisions. You know, you're going to, yeah. they're going to be little things like, I've always wanted to do this to my room or I've always wanted to, to whatever, like whatever. And you're just going to go do it and show yourself, okay, nothing bad happened. Like I did the thing and nothing bad happened. And yeah, okay, it's going to empower you to make the bigger decisions that you need to make. But you're also, you don't have to make them like today, you know? Right, right. You have time. I've got all the time. You have all the time. And I'm a little slower than most. It's okay. But I always get it done. Okay. Little baby turtle. Little turtle bird went in the race. You know what I'm saying? This was a good therapy session. It's interesting you said that, too, because even my therapist told me that she's like, you know. Trying to run a marathon over here. She said something like, because I was talking about how all these things I need to do. And she Mm -hmm. was like, you know. Well, maybe it wasn't in regards to that. But basically she's saying, you know, any little thing you're doing. Mm -hmm. She's like, one. if I give you one coin, you're not really rich or Mm -hmm. wealthy or well-off or comfortable. Mm -hmm. One coin isn't going to just do it, right? So I think she was equating, like, if I just do, like, yoga today, she's like, just that one thing isn't going to be what fills your cup, basically, right? She's like, over time, you keep putting in coins. Mm -hmm. You do one coin here, one coin there, one coin there. And even though they're all little things, eventually they're all going to add up to a Mm -hmm. bigger pile. And so that's how she wants me to kind of look at Mm. all the things that I'm doing for myself. So like, no matter how small it is, no matter how little, yeah, it's one coin, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> really, really into coins. It's really just, very <laughs> well, it's very Super Mario, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Love a good video game. But, you know, and I appreciated that metaphor. It was like, okay. You got to celebrate So long as I things. keep doing these little things, eventually they're going to add up. Yeah. And I'm going to be in a better place. I'm going to mm-hmm. be more stable. Yeah. You know. It's, you know, it's creating the routine and having the things that you can, like the little things you can celebrate. Like if you really have the goals of like, I want to do yoga however many times a week or I want to do whatever. Yeah. And just like patting yourself back and being like, good job, you. Like you're parenting yourself. That's yeah. what you have to do in a way that maybe your parents didn't. And it, and, and maybe in the way that your parents were like, but what did you, what grade did you get though? Like what did you, were you the best in the class? You can just be content that with like, I wasn't the best in the class, but I did the class. Like there's yeah. a different, it's. This I is, literally look at myself as like. I'm two people, one of which is a child. You have an inner child. I literally child. look at myself as like, mm-hmm. if, if how I'm feeling right now mm-hmm. was in my son. Yeah. How would you talk to him? How would I approach, you know, helping him? And it would hurt you in the same way to watch. Because you, you, would, you would love your kids, so yeah. it's and the so same way. That's how I've been, you know, especially with meditation, how it kind of helps separate you from your thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. in the same way I'm trying to look at myself and like when I'm really down and I'm really like spiraling being like, mm-hmm. what would you tell your inner child? Right. What would I tell my, my mm-hmm. kid about what he's going through or whatever? It's usually like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is similar to how people also have, they're more spiritual too. will view it yeah. of like, I have a soul and I have a body. Sure. I'm living a human experience. Yeah. But I'm, but, but I'm Okay. I'm okay outside of this. That's how they view it. It's like, this is, and I like to view it like that too. It's like, I'm okay. I'm okay regardless of what happens, but it's very real how I'm experiencing it because I'm having a human experience in a human body. Like it's going to go through all the things, but I'm who I am at the core is okay. and is untouched. Similarly. I I think, I think more like my, my consciousness is what I separate from my emotions Yeah. and how I can observe my own thoughts separately. Yeah. Instead of thinking it's sort of one and the same. 
But I think it's a good it's a good way of looking at it too. I mean, they you know they talk a lot about like inner child work and and all that stuff. And the reality is that like yeah. we can you know in our thirties we can sit here and both of us can be like fuck what our parents did. Um, and again, but, my parents were not bad parents. No, 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 no. My parents weren't bad parents either. But, um, but there are things that I think. But the reality is that, like, regardless, and this is partially why I don't want kids. Part there's so much responsibility that goes beyond just even um, uh, making sure someone stays alive. It's the understanding that all the decisions that you make, where they live, where they go to school, like uh, you know, everything yeah. uh, plays how you how you. Uh, be, um, uh, how I'm trying to think, like punish them, whatever, all that stuff plays into how their minds are going to work as an adult. And that's a lot of, that's a lot of responsibility. That's why I think people don't understand how, like how much responsibility comes with parenting. Like it's beyond just like the day-to-day grind. It's yeah, like you yeah. really are setting up a human being to exist in the world. Sure. And so I think that we're at an age now and we're doing the things where it's like you go to therapy and you talk to your friends and you, and you work it out and you can understand that like, oh, I can see where my parents did things that affected me. Yeah. And like, Yes, that definitely changed the course of who I am. And now we're at an age where we get to take that kind of blueprint and we really, through our own work, which is frustrating and hard, get to rewrite it. Mm -hmm. There are things, there are lessons in that of ways that you would never want anyone else to feel. There are things that you never want to feel again. And so now as an adult, you get to figure out how to craft a life that you're happy with outside of like what you were told you had to have. So it's just like breaking down kind of what was handed to you and deciding and, and really honestly believe it's like Minecraft, girl. Sometimes <laughs> you see the fanciest house in the world, but you got to go out and you got to build the house yourself. Sure. Yeah. And the house doesn't start off great all the time, but sometimes you make a really great basement. You get right to those fucking diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't fall in lava. And lose everything. <laughs> and lose everything. Sometimes you lose but everything. But sometimes you lose everything. You and you know what, girl? You take another puff of a joint and you start another <laughs> round. And I'm on the other side of the world. And I'm like, Beebs, I got enough diamonds for both of us. Why don't you come here? But get here before the spiders show up. Get better here Let before you know. nightfall. Yeah. <laughs> it's that. Yeah. And, Life uh, is like Minecraft, basically. Yeah. I think the goal isn't in being happy <sighs> and it isn't in being successful. The goal is. Living am I, a wholehearted life by Brene Brown. Am I <laughs> by Megan Tadges, Is am I am I safe in myself? Like, do I know that regardless of what job I get or what um, where I live or who I'm with, do I know that if things shift like that and I have to move, that I'm good mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be okay? Yeah. And I can feel pain, but like I know that I can move. Yeah. That's the that's the goal. That's all you can do. Ready to wrap this up, Beeps? I'm ready to wrap it. This is a long episode. It's an hour and a half. Oh, my God. You're welcome. Therapy session. You wanted, you wanted this <sighs> bitch to cry. You got this bitch to yeah, cry. Yeah, guys. I think I'm, I'm really hoping, <laughs> <laughs> barring any f- unforeseeable accidents like the one I just did last week, uh, yeah. I, I think this is going to be the end of me talking about this. Yeah. Because I, I have to move on. I can't. And again, it was an accident. I shouldn't have looked. It was something I didn't even mean to see. But uh, but you know what, girl? You don't have to keep apologizing and explaining it. And I know why you're doing it. Because it's uh, there's so many different ways people can view it and be like, well, maybe you really wanted this. And that. The reality is that like, whether you wanted to see it or you didn't see it, it happened. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it was an accident or it wasn't an accident. It I happened. I just wish I didn't. You feel? You know, like I said, I was so good. Yeah. 
And but I'll get back there. I'll get back there. I was going to say, if you, could, if you got there last time, you can get there again. Yeah. Oh, I've been, I've been worse. <laughs> I was going to say, you've been worse. I've been much worse. It's going to be so interesting, I think, like in a year when you listen back to this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're going to recognize this person. I think you're right. In good ways and bad ways. Like you're going to, you're going to. Oh, I don't. I mean, again, I think we should end this, but I haven't liked who I've been the past few months. Yeah. I've been going through it, and it's okay that I'm yeah. feeling the way I feel, but also, like, I've, I've, I've just caught myself acting in ways, like, I never You're thought... You're like, oh, this is not who I am. It's yeah, not it's who like, I want to be. truly, like, I used to look at people like... You're like, they're out of their fucking you know, minds. Like, like, just let it like, go. Just let it go, dude. Like, just move on. But you know what, also? This is a moment where now you have empathy for that. Now, when, oh, true. Now, the way that you talk to people that are going through that, you're going to have you're gonna have an understanding of it, yeah. which doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be like, here's a free pass because I get it. You might, I mean, I think in some ways, uh, I'm harsher about some of the stuff that I say now because I've really lived through it. And I know that they're not going to pay attention to me, but I want you to hear like what it's loved, what it's like to be loved in a, t- in a, in a, like, I, I want you to meet up to the level, like a tough way. Yeah. And so I think sometimes whether people like it or not, they need to hear that. Like, Hey, this, this isn't going to work out well. Yeah. Statistically it could, but like step back from yourself and really think about why you're doing the way, the thing that you're doing, the way that you're doing it. And now you have an, a connection to being like, no, I understand. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. But I'm telling you that like this will only go so far before it exhausts you. So why don't we figure out a way to to, to pivot? And that's gonna yeah. and that's only that's gonna funny. feed back into who you are. Because I feel like who I am is also the type of person who is like, I know where I have to go, mm-hmm. and I just need to get there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a part of me that <laughs> you thought bitch i feel like life was like i feel like that's actually a beneficial thing but also i'm realizing sometimes there's being openness things need time and you just need to let people have their time you need to take your own time mm-hmm. if it takes you a while then it takes you a while sometimes, i'm just always yeah. under the impression like with a lot of the things in my life i need to if i have something i need to do i need to figure out how to do it i need to figure out how to do it right now and mm. as quickly as possible and as perfectly as possible. And I just need to get there and get it over with That's and get it done. a lot of fucking pressure. Yeah. Do it perfectly. Do it quick. Do it fast. Do it cheap. Do it well. Because you, you can only what? have two of the three, I girl. like to relax. I yeah. like to just get my work over with and you then feel, enjoy time. But there's a guilt that you feel for that of like, I'm I fucking do. it up. I'm, I'm being lazy. I'm doing all these sure. things. Yeah. And... That's your parents' voice in your head. Uh, <laughs> it sounds a lot like yours now because you've adopted it. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, this is this is the advice I gave Keith yesterday before we go. I told Keith, do one thing that you need to do and one thing that you want to do. I was yeah. like, if you want to play video games, fucking play video games. And then do a half an hour of whatever you need to do and yeah. then go back to video games. But like, if you set the goal up and you're like, I need to have this done by this day. Instead of feeling like, okay, I have to take an entire day and I'm exhausted because I needed to do it as quickly as possible, space it out and make sure that you have self-care surrounding so it. So, for instance, today the, uh, they released a new teaser or something for um, Mulan. Yeah, I saw So that. I want to do a trailer scrub. I didn't watch mm-hmm. the trailer yet. But it's like I'm anxious about it because it's like we have to podcast. I had to make breakfast. Mm-hmm. Now we want to clean. I'm doing laundry. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I just feel an anxiety about it. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm trying, and this is like an active moment in where I'm just trying to be like, if I don't get to it, yeah, it's okay. If it comes out tomorrow, it comes out tomorrow. If it comes out tomorrow, comes out People tomorrow. People still are going to be looking I for it. I could always shoot it later tonight. Yeah. Like I could. always feel like nighttime is my time to like not work. 
You could shoot it late at night, edit it in the morning. You could do a right, lot of right. things. I know. And I just have to like. You have to shift your thinking. Just be aware and conscious of that so that yeah. I can shift my thinking. So it's, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's creating structure in certain ways, but it's letting go of like what you've always thought you need to do. Right. Like nighttime is where we, we don't like do it in my mind and we chill and we get right, high and whatever. Right. And it's like, Oh, that could be the middle of the day. And then you get back to work at nighttime. Like, or you yeah. can go back and forth and take an, it's okay to say, I'm going to take an hour right now and just work on this and then go work on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah, um, and you've um, been pretty good at that of being like, I'm gonna, I need some alone time. I'm gonna go do my thing, mm-hmm. and so I think just keep going, going down that road and just communicating. Look, you're oh learning. Oh my god, what? Sorry, my cat video Uh-oh. that I posted. Oh come on! Y'all Seven be- years ago, yeah, just hit one million views. Hell yes, <laughs> killing the game. Sorry. Um, no, that's okay. I don't remember what I was saying. But look, you have an hour and a half of footage to listen to, all of you. So enjoy. You got to do the BBs? A blessing. Yeah, we're going to do the BBs. All right, let's do the BBs. I want to give a shout out to Brett Newdick Newman. Um, Newman, two N's, a fancy name. So close, so close to a name of someone that I once had an experience with that lasted far too long. But I don't blame you for that, Brett Newdick Newman. <laughs> I. I just, I, I blame the, the other letter that's missing your name, which is an N. Um, I want to give a shout out to Andrew Sheary. Ooh. Ooh. Andrew, uh, I, I wanted to use like an Oklahoma reference, like Surrey with the fringe on top. Andrew Surrey with the fringe on top, Sheary. Cat, uh, ooh. Is that a T or an L? I got small eyes, Koto. I can't see things. <laughs> Ricardo, um, I just want to rub your face, Barajas. We have <laughs> Sam, it's too much Brodair, and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert Ramirez, and it's time for the tuckening. All right, girl, I got some epic chase music. Oh, Royalty-free. We only got a few of these little baby binges. Get him, girl. It feels like an episode of Alias. Dean Downer, Valerie Hasbum, Tessa Violet. Ooh, still subscribed. Made, wow, killing the game. Out here making music, uh, breaking hearts. I love hearts. that song of hers. Oh, so good. Daniel Leonard. Teresa Morales, and if I didn't write if I didn't write your name, if I didn't read your name, it's because you're not right with your Lord, your credit card provider. <laughs> okay, so did you want to shout out a, a single dollar baby? I a do BB? a baby, a baby BB. Catherine Wessel, shout out to Catherine Wessel, what who I actually Catherine? recognize that name. Uh, that's oh, a long term yeah. supporter. So appreciate you. Just a reminder that if you like the podcast and you want to help support it, you can go to patreon.com slash adventures and roommating. You can go to, I haven't checked the website in a minute, adventures and roommate.com, roommatepod.com. It's one of the two. Um, you can email us also at roommatepod at gmail.com. If you want advice, if you want to send in some love for Keith, you can find him where? Uh, Keith without a crew on Instagram. I'm most active on there. Keith WOA crew on Twitter. And you can find me at Megan Tonjes on most things. And I accept love in the form of Starbucks gift cards. So, <laughs> you know, you can do it right through email. You can send it sure. to me. It works. And I like being caffeinated. Okay. Appreciate yeah, especially you. Especially your milky I know. Chai I'm tea paying latte. for it. And it keeps, it, it's like leaking, girl. It's coming for you. And I keep trying to protect your electronics That's from okay. it. That's my, okay. My phone's waterproof. Oh, well, okay. Then take it, bitch. Listen, um, I like your face very much. Good night. And, and goodbye. goodbye.